my calculations are correct, when this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. It's Geek Stuff, TNG. What the fuck is a reboot? We're gonna be rolling out a lot of new things. Where the stars of this piece of shit? Oh, are you? I am the sandwich. No one of consequence. You can find me on Xbox at Fat Dumbledore. <laughs> you know what keeps going through my head? Where's my sandwich? To all who come to this happy place, welcome. I am West Coast Scott! How the hell did I get roped into this? Show me what you got. Scotty, beam me up. The force is strong with this one. And I am Big Kev. Hail to the king, baby. Yo, that kid Monty is fired. I have Amigo Isis action figure. Almighty Isis. And here we go. So, guys, can you believe that 60 years and one day ago, the Fantastic Four made its debut? It can file for, like, retirement soon, can it? I mean, really, you can, early retirement is as early as 60, so the Fantastic Four can retire. Well, Marvel will retire probably soon. <laughs> I have to say I'm really surprised that Marvel and Disney did not make an FF announcement yesterday. I'm really surprised. Now, I think Hasbro made an FF announcement. Um, I think they're doing some new Marvel Legends 6-inch um, Fantastic Four on the retro 90s cards, I think, or early 2000s FF oh. cards. Um, so basically, it's their, I think they're taking figures from the 4-inch line from that era, and they're bumping them up to Marvel Legends style. Um, and, and, you know, they're all classic and that kind of thing, which I think is really strange for a number of reasons. The first of which is they put out an FF line, I feel like a year ago, maybe slightly more, which is weird. And two, you know, they're going to put out another Fantastic Four line when the movie comes out, which is like, I know it's like a year or two away still, or two or three years away, but it just seems odd that there's so many Marvel Legends for for the Fantastic Four at this point. But on the flip side, we're what? 
under 30 days left to fund Galactus. True. So, you know, the FF figures are appropriate in that regard. Again, I'm going to say this. I think that Galactus is going to look way better with four-inch figures than it is with six-inch. But that's just one man's opinion. And uh, so I found it really interesting that that the MCU did not make, even like a casting announcement, even if they're finally like, yes, John Krasinski and Emily Blunt have been cast in the Fantastic Four. Just something. Yeah. Is the movie even official yet? Or are they just real? Are we just... Sure. Oh, no, it's uh uh-uh. uh no, it's official because they showed the symbol during that sizzle reel of yeah. the next uh I'm I'm making sure that was their like their announcement and not 100%. just like oh look it's a four, what could it mean? But it was it was at the end of the sizzle reel, implying that it's at the end of the next phase, right? Yeah, which is fine. But what I'm saying is it's an important anniversary for the title. So I would think it would be an opportunity for them. I don't care. They could say anything. You know what I mean? I mean, literally, they could say anything. I mean, just, just, just they could confirm the, the, the proposed release date of the movie. Like, just something. You know, I'm just surprised that they let such an, an important anniversary go by without saying, you know, like, it's been 60 years, but in a couple of years from now brand new iteration you know something anything yeah i mean i only saw really surprised like all the announcements that i saw i mean i saw it on stan lee's instagram and he's dead so i mean (laughs) you know he came back from the grave to remind people that he created the fantastic four 60 years ago um tweeting from beyond that's right oh man that's the new the new twilight zone instead of like the the dead guy's calling her his wife from beyond the grave he's tweeting at her from beyond the grave as on the on the new uh jordan peele twilight zone this season I think that would be good. Well, hey, before we get too far into the show, let's uh, let's do the uh, the social media there, right? So you can oh. uh, you can get great news and uh, you know it tweets not from the beyond from the big Kev over at uh, Geek Stuff TNG on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. You can also, if you want to reach out to us and call us from beyond the grave, either side of the grave is fine. You can call us on the GVM line two zero one seven three zero two five four seven. We will say. Um, rates may, may apply differently if you're calling for Beyond the Grave. Uh, we are not liable for those rates. We are not responsible for long, any long-distance charges. Uh, you can also send us an email. At geeksoftng at gmail.com. And then if you want to support the show, you can find us over on patreon.com slash geekstufftng, where for just $1 a month, you can join in on the Discord chat with new little channels available in the Discord for, to enhance those topics where all of the team oh. members of the show chat. Um, including a new sandwich shop uh, thread, so you can yeah. weigh in on the sandwich shop because, wow. well, for $3 a month, you get to take part of the early bird special, right? You get the show a day or two early. We typically record on Monday, so that comes out usually uh, late Tuesday or early Wednesday. And then for $5 a month, it's the bonus round where you get what? What do you get, Sandwich? You get the education of young Sandwich. Uh, this past week, it was Tombstone, which has been my favorite movie I've seen in a long time. Yeah, I really Holy hell did I love that movie. It, it was really good, and it made me think of a couple things I'm going to talk about in, in the news here in just a moment. Oh, but yeah, Tombstone was... It made me think of something that I'm going to talk about in the news. Oh, well, that's good. So the sandwich shop is fantastic, and you get that in the bonus round. You also get vintage episodes of Geek Stuff. What is it? Pre-TNG or the Big Kev's Geek Stuff BC. program? BC. Uh, on the 1st and 15th, a vintage episode will go up. We're in about... Uh, we're still in year... 
early year two right now about episode 61 is it gonna hit i'm excited to find out what happened to that big kev guy yeah he was missing for quite a while i well, I'm not going to give it away. You ha- you're just going to have to tune into the vintage oh, episodes no, to find no. out. I listen. I listen to it because I have to get it ready to post. So I listen to when does it go up? Episode. I'm excited. When, when is this? The first and next the fifteenth every Sunday. month. Oh, so next Sunday. Oh, that's a long time to wait. That's a long. Hey, I'm going to keep you in suspense. And then uh, for ten dollars a month, uh, you get to watch the show live on the Instagrams and participate in the show there. And you get to see the show before the show, where all the magic happens. Um, Big have eat stuff. Big Kev's Eat Stuff's uh, brought to you this week by Parm Crisps. Are those are those a Not keto trail mix snack mix? Snack mix. Are those a keto uh, snack mix? There, Kev. It is. Yeah, it is a keto snack mix. But actually. if you, if you throw a little uh, M and M's in there, it'll probably taste better. It might, but uh, no. <laughs> not not quite as keto when you add the M and M's. That's right. It's quite the opposite. Are you keto now? Am I keto now? Um, uh, I, I have some, uh, dietary interests that I follow, uh-huh. so I would not say that I am keto. Um, I'm certainly not full blown keto, but, uh, I certainly have seen the benefits of a keto esque, mm-hmm. uh, diet, if that's what you're referring to. I thought you went, cause I know you, you know, we, we like to compliment Kevin on the show. He has been, uh, you know, working well on his diet we do want to commend him on that and uh i know he's been a little health conscious as of late so i don't know if he, you might have gone keto you know? he, he's been doing his own health uh, and wellness podcast for the last 15 years called big kev's eat stuff and he's just never told any of us about it we always thought it was a joke True, it's, but it's, it's over very there. private that it, it's 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 a blog it's a blog <laughs> it's not and it's under a different name so you can't it's like, actually like ashley yeah it's it's like ashley's eating eating blog but it's really just like, kev Today. It's big, big Steve's eating blog. That's like those uh, when you're big trying to get head. the get the recipe and they have to give you like ten pages of story and they don't just tell you how to make the thing. Just give me the recipe. Yeah, it's the worst. Yeah, it really is the worst. All right, so yeah. you know, Kev, I well, want to let you. I'm doing well. I'm doing well in that regard, and then I'm coming after sandwich. Yeah. Oh, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna make sandwich get healthy. Oh yeah. And with that, folks, let's bring this episode of Geeks of TNG. To a close. That's right. That's right. Chunky Jesus over there is nuts. <laughs> oh. oh, boy. Um, so, Kev, what did the sandwich shop bring up that you wanted to talk about? And I'll see if it's the same thing that I wanted to talk about. If you have not, if you, if you have Amazon, or if you're one of the three people left on the planet who doesn't, you need to immediately go to Amazon Video and watch the movie, the documentary called Val. Is that what yours was? That is exactly what I wanted to talk about, yeah. I was in tears about Val Kilmer, uh, about that movie. I had no, I mean, why would I? I mean, honestly, why would I know anything about Val Kilmer I mean, other than he's he's delivered possibly one of the finest performances in movie history that was not recognized by anyone um, oh, in Black Holiday in yes. Um Fucking Besides the fact that he has been a consistent actor and performer, in my opinion, um, for the entirety of his career. Uh, but, you know, I mean, there's a million reasons to like the guy. There's a lot of people who don't like the guy, and they talk about that in the film, too, which I thought was really interesting, especially the way Robert Downey Jr. put it. 
um, which I thought was brilliant. I'm not going to say what he said, but you should go over there and definitely check that out. And don't go over just because, um, you know, you, you have a maybe you have a preconceived notion about Val Kilmer or something like go over there with an open mind because you're going to learn some things and they're not going to be pleasant things to learn. But it's things that we all talk about. Let's talk really quickly just about um, really, really what amounts to the two films I, probably that we have talked about on this show that Val Kilmer has been in. And the first of which is Batman, uh, um, the third Batman movie. Uh, that's Batman Forever or Batman yeah, or Robin? Batman Forever. Batman Forever, right? Is it Batman Forever? Yeah, Batman and then Batman and Robin was the last was, one. Was so, yeah, so yeah. it's the first Schumacher one. And and Val Kilmer confirmed something that I have said on this program at least a hundred times, which is it doesn't matter who's in the suit. It matters what kind of Bruce Wayne you are. It matters the actor, the way he is outside of the suit and how he's playing Bruce. And it doesn't matter a hill of beans what it's like when he's in the suit and Val Kilmer confirmed that, you know, by saying how the suit was terrible. He didn't want to do the second, another one because of that and so on and so on. And, uh, and he's exactly correct. So that's one that we talk about quite a bit. Uh, and then the other one of course, is that, um, Oh, get a bunch of texts. Um, uh, the other one, of course, is Tombstone, which, of course, in my opinion, is possibly the finest work that he's ever done in film. And again, this is just my opinion. It's possibly the finest work he's ever done that was recognized in no way by anyone. I mean, in the sense of awarding that performance. I don't know that he I don't know that he received any nominations, any accolades for it at all. I mean, I guess we could look it up, but uh, I, that I recall, I don't know that he received any accolades for that performance and he should have it was brilliant absolutely brilliant and they talk about some of that in the film as well but then there's a whole well i guess willow would be the other one although they didn't talk a lot about willow um just about the fact that it kind of cemented his relationship with joanne wally um uh, who played sorsha in that movie and then they got together and they married and they had a couple kids and so on so um so yeah, definitely check it out over Amazon Video. I just watched it last night, so it's ironic that we're talking about it today. Um, it's called Val. It's over on Amazon Video. You should check it out immediately, and then give us a call at the GBM line two zero one seven three zero two five four seven. And let and us Kev, know. Oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, he was nominated for two MTV Movie Awards for Tombstone. Oh, oh, I apologize. I apologize. Those prestigious awards aside. He was not nominated by any, uh, uh, shall we say, other body. Yes. So So I want to add uh, a couple of uh, Val Kilmer movies. Of course, I mean, you can't leave out Top Gun, right? Yes, the Iceman. Well, I mean, hey, I, 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 can leave it I have a long journey with the, the, the movie Top Gun. That may be the topic for another time. But then one of my favorite movies of all time, Real Genius. He was fantastic I, in that, and I love that movie. I have to say, I really loved Real Genius too, but they didn't even touch on it. In the they did Top Secret because it was his <laughs> first film, but they did not touch. I don't recall seeing any clips from Real Genius. I could be wrong. I mean, I could have looked away for a second and missed it, but 
as important a, a, a sort of a cult film ish that that is, I found it really odd that they didn't um, that they didn't. Oh, actually, I think there was one. There was one clip where I think they showed a photo of the set, and I think his brother's artwork was hung on the set of Real Genius. So I think, yeah, I, I think, again, if you, you check out the, the documentary Val, you'll find out more um, about why that's significant. So Real Genius, real quick, came out in the summer of 1984, and at my local theater, it was in a double feature with Conan, the not Real Genius, uh, Top Secret, excuse me, and it was in a double feature with Conan the Destroyer, and uh, so what, I would have been 12, and I had a little bit of a crush on the princess in Conan the Destroyer, so uh, I went to see... That would the... be Olivia de Abo. Yeah, and so I uh, went to see th that double feature at least three times in the theater, so I thought saw Top Secret at least three times in the theater, and then hundreds of times as it aired on, you know, cable over, over the years. Again, a very good, a strong, one of the... One of the earlier big parodies, right? I mean, you know, yeah. you got Airplane, but I mean, Top Secret was a pretty strong parody movie. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was Olivia Dabo. I'm pretty sure that's who yeah, that was. That, that sounds right. So here's what I'm thinking. Uh, sandwich, I really want to watch that Val documentary because I didn't get a chance to watch it yet. Uh, do you want to make that the sandwich shop this yes. week? You and you watch it and I'll watch it and we'll talk about it. Sure. <laughs> he sounds excited about that. Yeah. Sure, a documentary. Yeah. Hey, and he was also oh, Jim Morrison, right that's in the Doors movie. Sure, sometimes. Hello, I'm. Yeah. No, my dad used to call me Jim Sorensen. Jim Sorensen. Who's that? Jim Who's Morrison. Jim Sorensen. <laughs> well, you see, you're you see, like, see, well, you think that's fairness, funny, but I literally have a cousin with that last, with that last name. In fairness, <laughs> you're more like latter day Jim Morrison. He looks like Jim Morrison now. Wow. Oh, sorry. No. He, I mean, he, he could be still alive, right? That's one of the yeah, rumors. Yeah, he could be. Him and Elvis. Yeah, they're oh, hanging the, out. The Tupac Island. <laughs> they're all hanging out with Tupac. The Tupac Island, right? They're, they're all together. That's it. Tupac Island. Because Michael somehow Jackson's the island would be named after Tupac, drinks. even though he's the last one there. Well, it's the most recent. It, so it started off as Elvis yeah, Island, yeah. then it became Jim Morrison oh, Island, oh, and, oh, and now it's Tupac Jim, Island. I'm pretty sure it'd be Jim Morrison Island first, sir. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Morrison Island, Elvis, Tupac, etc. Well, now now it's Michael's Island. Michael Jackson. Oh, he's not yeah, that he either. Didn't fake it though. He didn't fake no, it he's though. alive. Nah, he he did. <laughs> no, he's alive for sure. He did. <laughs> the final sandwich shop will be live from the island. There you go. You heard it here, folks. The final sandwich shop live from the island. Where I interview Elvis, Michael Jackson. Tupac and uh, whoever wow. else along the way gets there. The, the greatest <laughs> dead uh, uh, re uh, interview of all time. Man, that should be good for uh, the Patreon. Should really crank up that uh, $5 tier oh, for, the, yeah. for the Sandwich Shop bonus show right there. You might have to bump the tier for that that special event. <laughs> All right, so let's let's move on to the Hollywood news, right? Uh, so Suicide Squad brought in $26.5 million over the weekend. I think cool from from HBO Max. Yeah, no, that was the in the theaters, right? And but it was free on HBO Max, right? So that's yeah. a, I mean, certainly took a big bite out of what would have been a, a a bigger box office, I'm sure. And then the Delta variant probably had some impact on that as well. Yep. Uh, uh, I watched. I feel like ten or fifteen minutes of it, and uh, I I didn't 
I, I wasn't uh, I wasn't feeling it yet. Now I'm gonna get through the whole thing. So before I, I did the whole thing. Well, we 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 have an embargo, so yes, you know. I I will say, no spoilers. I did like it a little more than the last one, but there are definitely points I don't like. I know, shocker. Sandwich doesn't like things about certain comic movies, um, but shocker. and it's all the female characters. Sandwich just wants comic book movies with no female characters. Absolutely, I think female leads are horrible, and the word. Oh, 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 isolate that. Hold on, I'm gonna isolate, isolate that. that. Isolate that. <laughs> we got him. We got him. We got him. <laughs> Clip it. Make sure you note that down. Right. So get that on the sandwich soundboard. Uh. <laughs> Remember how we how we had uh, the OG bit where he's not racist against everyone. Yeah. Or only yep. against some people. It's, it's OG the new is way not now. racist. Against many people. That's yeah. what that's what the line was. So, well, so I have, I, go ahead. I hate everyone now. Now yeah. I just hate women. Yeah. I well I have the I have the new uh it's bullshit I say Kevin drop that I've got that I can put in anywhere I want to. So oh, that's well. a good one. Bullshit, bullshit I say. I say. <laughs> that's right. Um so all I can say about Suicide Squad is I didn't get a chance to watch it yet. Um I will try to watch that this week as well. But it did momentarily surpass Wonder Woman as the highest rated Rotten Tomatoes DC cinematic universe movie but then i think it slipped back down below wonder woman at uh, at last time i checked yeah it's I, i'm telling you they just don't yeah. get it dc warner just doesn't get it they are forever now trapped in this loop where everything is going to be compared first to other movies in that universe and second to Marvel, which the worst movie that Marvel has ever made is better than the best movie that Warner Warners has ever made. And that's not going to change unless they stop, give it a break, and try again. Start again, start fresh, and try again. They won't do that. They won't do any of that that I just said, which means they're going to continue just to throw shit toward the wall and see if it sticks. It's the X-Men first class theory of filmmaking. Well, look, we have the rights. They're about to expire. <laughs> let's, let's, I don't know. Let's throw something against the wall. How cheap can we make this movie? And then have it be phenomenal and well-received, even though there's nobody in it. And there's, I mean, who the biggest name in that movie when it came out was Kevin Bacon. I mean, that should tell you everything you need to know uh, about the, the, the filmmaking process there. Uh, he was literally the biggest name in that movie at the time. I mean, sure, Jennifer Lawrence, but but there was no Jennifer Lawrence is uh, uh, what's Katniss yet, you know, when that happened. So, you know, like he was the biggest name in that movie and it did phenomenal. And I just keep thinking Warner Brothers is thinking the same thing. Let's just keep throwing shit and eventually we'll get some combination of director and story and performance that really like latches in and then we can build from that. Except every time they try, they fail, like utterly fail. And the fact that this bumped at the beginning and now it's starting to sink into people and sink in the, the scores, 
again, tells you everything you need to know about this movie. This is not a knock against James Gunn. I think James Gunn's an amazing filmmaker. You want to know how I know? Guardians of the Galaxy, one and two. So the, it's not like the guy can't make a film and he's going to do more for DC. I, I just don't get it. It just It's like a perpetual, it's, it's like watching a train wreck, you know? And we're moving on to the next car in the train wreck. You know, like it's like you're doing the slow walk in next to a, a 40 car pileup. And it's like, oh, let's see. Let's see how the next car is screwed up, you know. So well, I mean, on that note, uh, Kevin Bacon has been cast as the villain in the Toxic Avenger reboot. And that should tell you everything you need to know about the Toxic Avenger remake. Yeah. Well, and I mean, so let's let's jump back to DC. I mean, obviously, we've got Aquaman 2. What that's what's that's called Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Uh, I think the biggest news about that is just the continued Amber Heard controversy, which just everybody. I mean, wherever you stand on that, but is there any other excitement about Aquaman two? Wasn't she recast? No, I, I think that that's the whole point. Is there's petitions and lots of people that want her to be recast, but as far as I know, she is still on uh, you know on the call page. And- I I haven't. Uh, yeah, I I don't know anything about this movie. Um, except that that's what they're calling it. And I think that, uh, I mean, I don't want to get embroiled in that controversy, except to say that, you know, it's too bad that these sort of things um, occur and that we're forced to sit around and wait and wonder what's going to happen next. You know, I kind of just want to see the movie. And if they feel the need to recast her based on the events uh, that have unfolded in her private life, I'm not the boss. You know, it's the same thing like Gina Carano. If Disney decides that's what Disney wants to do, that's Disney's call. You know, am I going to get all bent because of it? Not my call, not my business, not my film. And the same thing here, not my business, not my company, not my film. If that's what Warner's wants to do, I'm sure Warner's got a good reason for doing it. So there well, you go. Well, and uh, sticking with DC, one more movie. Uh, so uh, I don't know if it's pronoun- pronouncing this correctly. Um, I think it's uh, is Zolo uh, Maraduena, but from Cobra Kai, has been cast as Blue Beetle. Have you heard, yeah, you heard that, that yet? I don't know what for. I'm sorry? Who Zolo? I saw that? that, but I don't know what he was cast for. Is, is that the kid who's that's, the, um, the main kid? Yes, the main kid. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he's going to star in the Blue Beetle. trained by Johnny, right? Yeah. So, yeah, okay. So they're doing... Okay, so they're doing the second Blue Beetle, not Ted Cord. So that's the more Guyver-looking Blue Beetle rather than Jaime the Reyes. suit Blue Beetle. Yeah. Um, that's number one. Number two, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure he's... Um, He's a Hispanic character, so I can see that. And it looks like they're skewing him a little younger than the book because he's young in the book, but I don't think he's as young as that kid. Um, So that's really interesting. And I have to say this. The Ted Cord Blue Beetle was one of my favorite comic books when I was a kid. Blue Beetle and Blue Devil, actually, were two of my favorite comic books when I was a kid. And uh, I have to say that not doing i mean i guess i understand not doing the classic ted cord beetle because it's kind of i mean that suit at this point probably looks a little dated so i can understand but going right for the 
the sequel beetle i don't know that's that's an interesting choice but again warner let's throw it against the wall and see if we can build a universe around blue beetle that well, seems to be their mo here what if they're what if they have the ted cord blue beetle does he pass the torch is it like do they lead one into the other or is it just a totally separate incarnation in the comics you know if that's what they did that would at least that would at least please me in the sense that at least we're not ignoring the fact that Ted Cord exists. We're not ignoring the fact that the Blue Beetle exists. You know, and even Ted Cord is not even the original Blue Beetle. There's another one before him. So, you know, like there's like a Golden Age Blue Beetle, I'm pretty sure. No, there is. I'm right about that. Um, are they connected, though? That's the question. I, I forget. Anyway, the point is, is that, again, this is another example of Warner Brothers kind of like taking something and throwing it against the wall to see if they can make something of it, which is fine. I mean, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I, I, you, you know, it doesn't like disturb my life or anything. And I'll have a look at it because I do have some connection to the character. So, you know, I, I will definitely do that. This is not the incarnation of the character that I enjoy, as I said, but I'll... I'll at least give it a look like I do everything else. Hell, I watched Jupiter's whatever. Legacy? What was that terrible shit? Ju Jupiter's Le I watched Jupiter's Legacy. Legacy. Yeah, I watched that whole thing. So how can I not watch a Blue Beetle movie? No, even who, if it is the iteration I don't like. So Who is Jupiter's go. Legacy from? Who is the writer of the comic? That's the Malarverse, right? The Malarverse. Malarverse, yeah. okay. The end of the Malarverse, probably. Yeah. Unless yeah. they do Huck. I hope they do Huck. I, I I will ask for Huck every day, and it might not get to anyone's ears, but I will still ask for it because it's a great comic. I actually I actually have the trade paperback of Huck. You have my trade paperback of Huck. <laughs> yeah, but he has it, and possession is nine-tenths of law. He has it. He's not wrong. Come His get actual... It. <laughs> mail it to me. Like, you mail everything else to me. Come get it. <laughs> Media yeah, mail. Media mail from Hawaii should take six to eight weeks to get there. No big deal. Yeah, yeah. If it gets there, A and B. The best, the best part dry. would be next week with him just taping it to the wall behind him and taunting me with it. Like, yeah, I got Huck over here. <laughs> in the back of Big Kev Huna uh, Studios. Those, I think we've talked about before in the show. Who haven't? If you haven't read Huck, if you can get it somewhere, please go read it. It's one of my personal favorite stories comic wise ever and you know it's just phenomenal hey if sandwich get a chance i'm, so, I'm sorry to, to interrupt read it, go you. read it as soon as possible i'm sorry to interrupt you yes what am i giving away instagram sorry. again this week i didn't check <laughs> I, I just and let me ask you. you why because i've just seen markel wilson has joined who i know is not a patreon of this show so i'm just curious i'm no, just, you're the right one it's the, the free right preview. Right one. That's interesting. I wonder why. Yeah. You sure about that? I don't think. Uh, no. I just uh -uh. looked at In it. This... Nope. It's Big Kev's Geek Stuff. It's not the It's not the proper one. So we're giving it away. The Patreon's there. Patreon is there. It's the other one that's wrong. Uh... That's all right. I'll fix it in the second half. Yeah, Mark Hill Wilson now oh, noting the fact that he's getting the show for free on... Uh, uh, the Patreon feed for free. That's it, right. Enjoy it, Markel. Maybe uh, you can find a dollar a month to uh, to join us in the Patreon. Why don't you tell us all about that Patreon, uh, Mr. Scott? 
Well, again, for a dollar a month, you can join us in the chat over on our Discord server. For Pay attention, Markel. For three or more dollars a month, you can get the early bird special. So the episodes that we record on Monday will be pushed out to the Patreon just as soon as I can get them edited and make them sound just perfect. So that's usually Tuesday night or Wednesday morning. And then for five dollars a month, it is the bonus round. You get the sandwich shop on the weekends, and you get a vintage episode on the first and the fifteenth. Right now, we're in the "Where's Kev? What happened to Kev?" saga, which uh, is about episode sixty of, what? of Big Kev's Geek Stuff. Oh, that program. Yeah, the the forefather to this wonderful program that you're listening to currently. And for $10 a month, you can join the Instagram Live that you may be getting a free preview of at this very moment. Oh, you may be. You are if you're Markel Wilson. That's for certain. <laughs> this episode brought to you by Markel Wilson. <laughs> That's pretty funny. So, so we were talking about... Uh, the actor from Cobra Kai, so let's just jump yes. into the streaming. So Cobra Kai Season 4 coming in December. I am wow. I am behind. I've Literally only watched Season segues 1. Segways are for kids. Hey, that was a good segue. What's a segue? About two pounds. But um, <laughs> um, So yeah, so I've only watched Season 1, and we were talking about that a little before the, the show started today on the Instagram Live where you could have seen it. And um, so Cobra Kai started on... YouTube Red or YouTube Live? What was it called? Yeah, it was it was whatever the pay yeah. YouTube YouTube Red. Was. Yeah, and that failed miserably, right? Yeah. But the show was yeah. great. Like the 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 paid YouTube experience didn't go over very well, but this was like right. the standout show of that experience, right? Yeah, and it was picked up by yes. uh, Netflix, I think, before the second season or before between the third between season? two and three. Is that what it was? Yeah. Which was great because if you bailed on YouTube before season two, you got to because they put season one and season two up just before season three, so you were able to catch up if uh, if you needed to, um, which was great for you know anyone who needed to catch up, obviously. And now we get season four. What December is that? Yeah, December this year. Yeah. Nice. And then we'll have some uh, we'll have some Cobra Kai product to talk about in the second half of the show. Oh! Um, and then you mentioned Gina Carano earlier, and uh, there was an interview I saw with uh, Mr. Bill Burr about his character on The Mandalorian, and he basically uh -huh. here's here's the quote here's the quote. I went to Mike Bender's birthday party, and John Favreau was there. He said, "Hey, we're writing this thing, and we have you in mind. Do you want to do it?" And I said, "Well, I don't know, John. I've teased Star Wars people a lot." And he goes, "I know. I listened to your podcast. I think it'd be funny if you got in on it." Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that story. I'd like to. I'd like to get Bill Burr on this program uh, uh, to really drill down on him about that uh, about that whole thing. So that may be something that might be upcoming uh, in the uh, in the future of this program. But uh, yeah, I'd I'd love to drill down on on Bill Burr and his participation in the Star Wars universe. Well, the article that still I was no reading... Still no figure. Yeah. Still no figure. The article implied that his character may be the one to replace Gina Carano. Like, as the oh, marshal, right? Well, just, just you know, because you remember the way that they left it is she was the marshal on that town with, uh, yeah. with Carl Weathers. And so, you know, maybe they'll have her character die off screen and then Mayfield comes, back, comes to kind of take up her job. I mean, you know, that's just some... Potential spoilers, Bill I suppose. Bill Burr was a recurring Star Wars character. He's going to get the most shit of all time. <laughs> I mean, he's already been I'm on two saying, episodes. I he is a recurring you know Star Wars what? character. In a good-natured way. In a good-natured way. Because you know what? 
with all due respect, Bill Burr does a fine job on the show. I think I like the character Mayfield. I liked him right from the beginning. Mm -hmm. No toy yet. Easiest toy ever. Just do a head swap on the, um, on the, that Imperial driver figure. And it's done. Um, not to mention the fact that I don't think it would be all that difficult to do a Mayfield from his first appearance where he had that little, that little robo gun sticking out of his back. Yeah. You know, they were, they were thieves. Um, I think that would be a great one too, but you you know that said, uh, I I just think there's no reason on earth why he shouldn't be a recurring character. He's funny. I think he's doing a good job, and you know why not? If I if I could be a recurring character on it, I would. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I mean, he definitely he brought a lot to the role, and the character brought a lot to the show, like the of of exposition and kind of positioning oh, the yeah, empire that, and where we're at in the universe. Yeah, that that whole scene where he shoots the guy and the whole that whole thing was really really well done. I mean, it was well performed, and yeah, I mean, good for Bill Burr. Who knew, right? I mean, I I've known Bill for. A number of years as a stand-up comedian, I was 15 feet from him at his most, uh, uh, I feel, the, the pinnacle of his stand-up career, which was uh, a live show uh, just outside of Philadelphia. <laughs> I was 15 moment. feet from him having him look at me and go, you know, look, you know, that kind of thing. I mean, I, I can tell you, point of fact, that, you know, like the guy's funny and the guy deserves everything the guy has. So it would be at Star Wars or a podcast or popularity or whatever it is. The guy definitely deserves it. So there you go. So and somebody send that clip over to Bill Burr. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll isolate that and uh, there you go. send it out to Bill Burr. Um, so let's let's stick, let's move over to Hulu. Right. There was uh, some oh. talk about the Marvel Hulu connection. Yes. And like with their their current uh, Marvel show is the Modoc show. Has anybody yeah. watched the Modoc show? How did you feel about it? I saw the pilot or the first episode of it. I thought it was funny, but you know, it's you know, it's a goofy show about Modoc having a family. You know, it's it is what it is. I mean, yeah, it it was funny. It didn't capture me enough to really drag me in. But I, one of my friends like texted me and said, "Oh, Modoc is great." So he was really enjoying like the humor. And I feel like again, there's probably a lot of sight gags that maybe I was missing because I wasn't giving it. 100 percent of of my attention also yeah there um, are a lot of gags in it yeah a lot and and then but there was some talk of that you know the runaways was on hulu and then cloak and dagger on freeform had a crossover with the runaways so it's like are they going to fold all that in and just make this kind of a like a, a b-plot marvel outlet like what's well, not it's not the marvel cinematic universe it's not the disney plus stuff but then maybe they'll throw some stuff over onto hulu you know, the, the original thought there was is that they would throw the more adult stuff over on Hulu, like uh, Daredevil and, you know, all those, the, the Netflix shows, in, in essence, um, because you can't have Kristen Ritter getting filled out like an application uh, <laughs> on Disney+. Plus. So I, I was thinking that they probably would do that, move that stuff over to Hulu, Um but then I also think they probably thought better of that. And maybe they're going to go like more young on who like younger stuff on Hulu, um, like tween stuff on Hulu, which Runaways and um, Cloak and Dagger would definitely qualify for. Although both of them have been 
sort of decanonized. Um, I certainly don't think there's any reason why they couldn't recanonize them or redo them in such a way as to make them more part of the universe. Um, I just don't know if that's the direction they're going to go in. Everything is so tightly woven at Marvel, which by the way, I love that is not a criticism. That is a praise. Um, so tightly woven that uh, you, you almost want to see those things be tied together even more than they were if they had sort of a loose affiliation. Like Daredevil had a loose affiliation with the events of the MCU because there were like, I remember in the pilot, there were newspaper articles uh, that talked about the attack on New York. You know, like there were things, you know, that, that, that tied it in. Um, and even though at the end they said ultimately it was not part of the MCU, I don't agree. I think all of those shows were street level versions of the MCU, you know, almost like uh, uh, like Marvel Knights, still part of the universe, but still separated enough to be comfortable on their own. Yeah, I mean the, the street level heroes. I think I think I think yeah. you're right. And I mean whether it's official canon from you know Marvel Studios doesn't mean it's not headcanon for the majority of the people that watched those shows, exactly. right? Um, exactly. I also, I just wanted to say, I've had this on my notes for quite a while. Uh, Patton Oswald is like the new king of voiceover, right? Yes. I mean, you know, uh -huh. he, so he's, he's Modoc. He's also going to be the Raven in Sandman, right? So that's upcoming. Um, but, I mean, he, he was Secret Life of Pets 2. Uh, he's Ratatouille. He's the narrator on the Goldbergs. He's uh, in the Mickey Mouse Adventures and BoJack Horseman. He was Uncle Ben on uh, one of the animated Spider-Man. He was the Adam in Teen Titans. He's on Archer and Justice League. So he's just, he's everywhere, yeah. not just, I mean, like in our genre. There's a lot of yeah. Patton Oswalt voiceover. There's a lot of Patton Oswalt in our genre all over the place. I mean, he is a complete nerd. I know for a fact that he collects toys. I know for a fact that he collects um uh what would you call them like original like toys like original like uh there's an artist whose name i forget now and i'm embarrassed that i can't remember him because he's a brilliant brilliant toy maker um and he uh, i'm i'm so close to getting the name but i don't remember it but he does like custom um versions of star wars characters and like he did like different universes, like he did a whole line of like steampunk uh, Star Wars characters and some other and some other things. And I know for a fact that Patton Oswalt has bought things from him or commissioned and or commissioned things from him. So, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Patton is definitely one of ours. That's well, for sure. And, and wasn't wasn't his uh, filibuster rant in uh, Parks and Rec like wasn't that an ad lib? Like, didn't he just make that up and then they used it? I think that's true. And also, you know, we should not forget that he did have live action role in the MCU already. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he was the the life model decoy. Yeah, he was uh he was yeah, in Agents of Shit, Shield. It wasn't uh, it, I like so, Agents of Shield. I'm going to go on record and saying that. Say that. Great. Great. You can go on record and walk out the door. <laughs> Agents of Shield. Ugh. All right. Uh oh, in fairness to Agents of Shield, it wasn't the worst MCU property. Because and that, that, that has goes to, to go to Inhumans. No. That has to go to Inhumans because that was holy, what a steaming yeah. pile of shit that was. Anyway. 
All right. So, you know, there's something that also been on my list to talk about, just to mention. Uh, did you did you ever get a chance to catch the Peanuts documentary that was uh, called Who Are You, Charlie Brown, that was on Apple TV? Were you no, aware that they I, did that? No. I was aware, but I don't have Apple TV, so, uh, or that, I you know, I don't have Apple TV service, so uh, I have not seen it, no. All right. Well, we've been watching, I just kind of saw it, and I, we've been watching Ted Lasso, which is fantastic, but it's not really in the... Uh, in the genre, but that's a fantastic show. I'll just throw that out there. Um, let's move over to HBO Max. Uh, Kaylee Cuoco says she's shocked at what she can get away with on the Harley Quinn cartoon. Apparently not oral sex, but she can say fuck a lot, so that's good, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously we'd like to uh, we'd like to see what Kaylee Cuoco could get away with, I suppose. And she's certainly stretching the boundaries of uh, that character and that program. So, yeah, good for her. Yeah, I've been enjoying it as, as I go through it. I think it's funny. I like the way that it's, you know, not too serious about the universe. You just get all the hero or all the villains just kind of hanging out together. And yep. you get funny interactions. And I think that that's worth, the, you know, the 22 minutes of my time. Yeah. We'll see how long it lasts. That's, that's what I'm wondering. How long are they going to let this go on? Especially after all that controversy. I'm wondering how long they're going to let it go on. We'll see, though. Yeah, they, they may rein it in at this point because of the controversy. Nailsy1970 is enjoying a free preview of uh, Geek Stuff TNG via Instagram. We need to go to break so I can shut this hole down. <laughs> All right, well, let's, uh, let's do one more story. Let's do uh, comics news before we go to the oh. break. This was a story that I think you put up on the Facebook about uh, the Marvel and DC giving the, the shut-up money to the creators. Do you remember that article? I, I do, yeah, yeah, the shut-up money. So let's, let's, let's talk about that before we go to break. What was the shut-up money for? What were they getting the creators to shut up about? I, I think they were – wasn't the thrust of that article that they were um, – they were trying uh, to pay creators for the stuff that they created, but on the sly. Wasn't that what that one was about? Right. Right, because, I mean, they created them, and they, then they lose all access to their yeah, money. Yeah, they don't have any rights to those creations and so on and so forth. And as the Siegel and Schuster and the all those other lawsuits, uh, you know, have kind of told us at this point and Neil Neil Gaiman versus Todd McFarlane, you know, have told us there is some creative rights that should be retained by the people who actually create the characters and so forth. So I don't know. I don't know. Was there, was there uh was there a different thrust to that article? And I'm just forgetting. Cause I'm pretty sure that was it. No. Yeah. That's it. It's just that, that that's why some folks go out and, become their own right like McFarlane right so he owns the rights to his characters because it's his yep. stuff right and I just put up an article about um what's his name Tinian uh who is left DC to do creator own stuff um I just put that article up today or yesterday I think on the Facebook um and I think that's you're going to see a lot more of that stuff happening where they're kind of walking away from you know, they're kind of walking away from these established characters uh, and into their own stories, which I think is great for, for creators. I think that's a great thing for them to be doing. So I don't begrudge them not one bit. Yeah, well, I think, I mean, there's there's two parts to it, right? It'd be nice to get some money, but it's also as they kind of dig deep into the archives for these storylines, 
then, you know, what characters that were created, like Thanos become, you know, a household name, but when right. it used to just be, oh, oh, yeah, it was a pretty major character in the comics, but if you didn't read the comics, you didn't know who Thanos was, right? I mean, yeah. you know, when at the end of Avengers, when you see the, you know, the, the purple hand and the golden chair, and he says, all right, I do it myself, most people didn't know who that was, didn't have any idea what that was about. Right. And now everybody knows who Thanos is, but the guy that created Thanos, it doesn't, you know, we don't know, you don't think, oh, Bob Kane for Batman, right? Right. And in fact, there was a documentary just a couple of years ago called Batman and Bill, talking about Bill Finger, who really had a lot more to do with the creation of Batman than Bob Kane did, but it was a, you know, a, yep. a, a, a salesman issue, right? Yeah. Which was also fantastic. This is like, this is a lot of documentaries in this episode. We should, the title of this episode should have something to do with documentaries. I just want to call it Val. <laughs> just name name our episode Val. Val. All right. Well, uh, then then take us to break, sir. And with that, Mr. Sandwich and Mr. Scott, we will take our first and only break on this episode of Geek Stuff TNG, episode six forty six. Yes. Is that right? That's 646? right. Uh, episode six forty six. The one we're calling Val. After these messages, we'll be right back. Yeah. We need to get the word out that the listeners can be involved with Geek Stuff TNG directly by using our GVM line. 201-730-2547. Hmm. Maybe we could use our seductive voices? Huh? Our what? All right, here. Let's read these lines in our most seductive voices, like this. <clears throat> hey there. We want you to be a part of Geek Stuff TNG with your questions and your hmm comments. Oh. <clears throat> That's right. We want you to tell us what's mm, on your mind. What we are doing that you <laughs> like. <coughs> so call us on the GVM line, 201-730-2547, and you may hear yourself uh, on an upcoming episode of Geek Stuff TNG. <laughs> Wow. Wow. What? Okay, here we go. I'm James Hatton. And I'm Podcast Rob. And we're the Something Something Cast. We're a pop culture podcast that chats about movies, comics, TV, music, video games, and a whole lot more. Check us out at our home at somethingcast.com. And also on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and other fine podcatchers as well. Proud members of Hashtag Potter and Family and ACPN, the art, comedy, and pop culture podcast network. Hey, Geek Stuff listeners. It's West Coast Scott here. Did you know I do a podcast with my lovely wife? Say hi, Brittany. Hi. Tell them about our podcast. We do a weekly podcast where we talk about travel, conventions, Disneyland, and our growing family. It's called The Piecast because we got married on Pi Day, and it's available wherever you find your podcasts. You can also follow us on social media. At Pi Day Family. And my new Twitter handle is at Pi Day Scott. Check us out. Build your own X-Wing. Luke Skywalker's legendary Red 5 Starfighter from the Star Wars Saga. 
The X-Wing is recreated in stunning detail in a massive 1 to 18 scale and comes complete with remote activated working lights, R2-D2 motorized wings, removable hyperdrive opening cockpit, and a magazine full of fascinating facts, plus an amazing step-by-step -step assembly guide. You will also receive a free binder, power pack, and bookends model space. Forgive me if I don't shake hands. Hi, this is Val Kilmer from the movie Tombstone. You're listening to Big Kev's Geek Stuff. Isn't that a daisy? And he really is big. What an ugly thing to say. Stay tuned. I'm your huckleberry. Live from the sandwich shop, Big Kefuna Studios, and Pi Productions in sunny Southern California, it's Geek Stuff TNG. During our commercial break, you heard from our amazing sponsor, BuildXWing.com. This model is in 118th scale, making it the only fully scaled, fully detailed X-Wing ever made for use with your three-quarter three Star Wars action figures. This X-Wing features many amazing details, like the proton torpedo bay, working engine lights, and the light of R2-D2. You can add your own boops, bops, and beeps. The S-foils open into attack position, the laser cannons simulate firing, and the engine lights power up, all by remote control. We recommend you take them up on their do 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 premium offer. You get 118 scale hangar accessories to create a detailed display of your X-Wing, including crates, tanks, personnel transporter, landing lamps, fuel pump, ladder, as well as several static figures, including Grand Crew members, and even Luke Skywalker himself. When you sign up for your subscription each month, in addition to your parts of the model, you'll get four full-color magazines featuring instructions for the parts you received, fascinating articles about the original models used in the movies, and more. You can collect these great source materials in a free binder, which you'll receive as part of your subscription. As a fan of collectibles, you may have seen models like this online or at shows or conventions. And I don't even tell you, the price tag can be quite high. The genius of this system is that you're paying a little each month, as well as having fun putting it together yourself. You can check out more info over at buildxwing.com or reach to my phone at 877-544-6779. Check them out today. A wonderful live read from Mr. Sandwich. Thank you. Thank you. It only took one try, because that's how we do it here, folks, on Geeks of TNG. One try is all we need. We got it in one. Oh, did we? Oh, yeah. <laughs> As far as anyone knows, through the magic of editing. According to everyone listening to this program, it only took one try. Wonderful. Thank you, Sandwich. So what do we have for uh, the second act of this disaster today? <laughs> well, there's some, some product to talk about but before that. Because I've been oh. talking about board games a lot, I just wanted to mention there's going to be a new G.I. Joe uh, deck-building card game coming out soon. So if you're... Well, you mentioned it. Now let's move on <laughs> move to something on. interesting. All right. Um, well, do you want to talk about... Uh, I, I was interested. Hold on. I am interested. I like deck building games. Those are the games I play a lot, actually. I see. Have you, have you ever played the Home Depot deck building game about deck building? It's literally a deck building card game, but you're building decks to build decks. It's like so meta, and I want to get it. fantastic. <laughs> and if we don't find a way to record the three of us playing that game... And posting it in, in a studio V or in studio Twitch whenever that exists, I'll be very upset. 
Yeah, well, I, I found we an article about it over on. You're not supposed to announce Studio Twitch yet because it's not ready. But just saying, keep that. I said whenever it's ready. Just saying. Um, so yeah, so over on a, a website called Board Game Geek, they were announcing uh, the GI Joe deck building game. So we'll have to keep an eye out for that as it comes out. But uh, let's move on to just regular old product. Uh, I think we've been um, we talked about Cobra Kai earlier. Let's talk about the Diamond Select Cobra Kai figures, Kev. Have you seen how beautiful they are? Did you find them beautiful? I, am I becoming cynical now because I I didn't think they were so beautiful. Well, you know. I don't run a blog called Critical Toys, so maybe I'm not as Well, neither critical. do I, smartass. <laughs> so, unless you get back in your DeLorean and go ask the guy who ran that blog, who probably would think they were impressive because, you know, in comparison to what was going on in those days, they probably are impressive. But what I mean to say is that I, I, didn't, I didn't get all, like, super-duper blown away by them. And I, I wonder that I've turned some sort of corner um, with regards to my own collecting where I'm I'm kind of not seeing the forest for the trees, if you follow that that expression, if you know what that expression means. And uh, and I think this has a lot to I hate to say this, I think it has a lot to do with the boss fight umbrella academy figures. You think so? Yeah, because they to me seems such a disappointment like i'm i'm kind of stunned at what a disappointment they are because you know we have done nothing again i don't want to make this about boss fight but you know we've done nothing but talk about how boss fight is killing it in four inch and then along comes umbrella academy and i i'll be completely honest with you i didn't like those toys i just didn't like them like i just didn't think they were good you know like in fact, I thought they were, you know, really not good, in fact, if I'm being honest. And it was it was really upsetting. And, and not that I'm going out. I mean, I'm not going out and buying Cobra Kai figures. You know, like, it, it's not it's nothing to do with my wheelhouse. Plus, if I get another random thing and, and give it to Sandwich to put in the unit. <laughs> he's going to mute gonna me. Kill me. He's going to mute so, me at some point. He's going to kill me. So I can't do that. Um, but it, and not that I would anyway. That was that was just a unit joke. But, you know, like, it's not in my wheelhouse. I'm not saying it's not good. I'm just saying, like, they were kind of meh. I was just kind of like, meh. And again, this again, this could be my own taste changing. I'm really, really super into kind of the 12-inch stuff right now. And that sort of hyper almost hyper-realistic 12-inch, uh, one-sixth scale things. Um, and uh, that's kind of where, sort of where my collecting is, you know. The only stuff that I'm really collecting outside of that is like six-inch MCU and a handful of other little things, but nothing, you know, n nothing, no wheelhouse uh, of mine would allow Cobra Kai figures in it. I don't know. I just thought they were kind of meh. What did you think of them, Scott? I mean, again, it's not in my wheelhouse enough so, that I would buy it. Actually, Scott, go. Um, but, I mean, I, th I think that the likenesses are pretty good, especially on um, on the the coach from Cobra Kai and Johnny. I think, I mean, you know, like, uh, I, th I feel like the Ralph Macchio one's a little rough. Um, 
but it looks like the the stand that they come with. You could even you could even have them like posed in in mid fight sequence. So I mean, but again, they are. It's a little pricey. The set was I think 150 bucks for all three, which seems a little a little it's, pricey. It's ridiculous high for six inch figures that's literally double the market value of any six inch figure made by a company in the u.s think about it it's like a marvel legends figure a single one being fifty dollars yeah that is a little pricey no it's ludicrous it's ludicrous i and no one should buy these i mean you do get two of each so you are getting six it's six i thought it was three you're getting six of them so i mean it's essentially it's two of each. Oh, okay. Then I so I it comes corrected. out. It's one fifty for the set. I thought it was two sets of three. So it's about twenty five. About okay. So then, yeah. Well, at least that's in order. Then, if that's the case, I, I yeah. Don't two know. Daniel, I got the two Chris, two, two Johnny sets of, of three. So I missed that. So so I am kind of confused. Why do you need two sets? What's I mean? Are you just are you one one to keep in the box and one to display? Why are they selling you two? Uh, so in one part of your house, in in your office, in your office you can have all three of them, but then in the kitchen you can have um like Daniel San and Johnny face off against each other, and then in the bathroom you can have Chris standing there looking at you funny. <laughs> nice. You know, it's just for the collector who wants to have the same figure three different ways in his house. Okay. Yeah, I mean, so again, it, it's you know, a little not a pricey. Lot of Karate Kid uh stuff, so. Right. At six yeah. figures at one fifty is not pricey. That's about I mean, that's actually one, two, three, four, five, six is, is market value at twenty, twenty odd a pop, twenty five a pop, whatever it is. Um that's that's about market value. But where you know, like where are they on articulation? Like are they fully articulated? You know, like are they partially articulated? I don't think that, that image is, is very clear at this point either. So. Sixteen points. Yeah, again, I mean that's kind of kind of low in point structure but there's going to be people who buy them because people like them um do i i do do are they they uh meh Meh. i'll quote big kev with a meh on the uh diamond select cobra kai figures um it's a diamond select thing so right out of the gate it's kind of like oh diamond select because honestly and again you know I'm just I just call like I see it. The Diamond Select stuff to me always feels cheap. You know, it always feels like, you know, we got to throw something against the wall here. Uh, you know, because no one else is doing it, so we might as well for the four people that will appreciate and buy it, you know. It's like their Marvel Select line. It's like they're doing 7-inch figures. You know, now don't get me wrong. There's some of the figures in the Marvel Select line some of the larger characters in the Marvel Select line, like Hulk and some of the, they actually scale much better with Marvel Legends than some of the Marvel Legends uh, uh, versions of those characters scale. So don't get me wrong. I think it has its place. But at the same time, it's like if you put that figure up against sort of a Marvel Legends figure, they're, they're cheap. They're, they're, kind of, they're, they're kind of cheap, I have to say. Just kind of Diamond Select stuff. So let's go to the other end of the spectrum from Diamond Select. How about yeah. NECA? I like NECA. What's NECA doing? They got the. Have you seen the Back to the Future characters? Seven inch Back to the Future, Ultimate Marty McFly. I don't think I have seen that one yet. Oh wow! I mean, it it just looks fantastic. I mean, so he's got um, 
he's got one of his hands is kind of starting to be see-through. He's got his Walkman and his guitar and the Save the Clock Tower. I mean, it just just the the accessories that come along with him are. Is it like is it real like cloth clothes? Is it like a one twelve situation? It, like a like a Mezco one twelve where it's like real cloth and. I don't think it's real cloth. It says it says uh, NECA Back to the Future seven inch scale action figure Ultimate Marty McFly. It does not look like it's real cloth. It's definitely not cloth on the pants. The okay. jacket looks like it it could possibly be. But I don't think so. I think it's all just the the sculpt. Okay, that's interesting. And so, and what are they? And what are they getting on this Marty McFly? Uh, thirty bucks. I mean, thirty bucks is standard for roughly standard for a six inch figure. It's got a few more accessories in it. Okay. And so, so that's him with his guitar. And then there's also the Marty McFly in the, uh, in, in the radiation suit. Uh-huh. So you get the radiation suit with several different heads and so uh, and the hair dryer and the and the Walkman and all that. So they just look are really. These, are these new? Because I'm I thought NECA had previously released these characters. Are you sure these are new releases? I felt like they were. I, I mean, don't think they are. I, I think they've been out for a bit. Well, how do I tell when it came out? Maybe maybe I'm wrong. I thought I saw it on the Back to the Future. Uh, store promoted it on the Twitter on the Back to the Future Twitter. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that these have come out before, Scott. I don't think these are new products, but that's okay. It's okay to talk about them just the same. NECA's doing a really killer job with some of these licenses, like Back to the Future. I think they just I, I saw Biff recently. I think a Biff figure. Mm -hmm. I feel like 1950s Biff. So they have a lot of room to play in the Back to the Future universe. And I think there's plenty of people who would be interested in having a little Back to the Future figure display uh, for themselves. And so NECA is picking up the torch and running with that. But you have to say, if we're talking about NECA versus like a Diamond Select, the NECA stuff is always really good quality. Sculpting is always top notch. The product, the materials used in the product are top notch. I just don't think those things are true about Diamond Select. So, uh, you know, whereas I can appreciate some of the things that Diamond Select does, as I mentioned, um, there have been a number of things. Diamond Select put out a six inch Rocketeer, what, two years ago, and a bust and a statue and, and a bunch of Rocketeer stuff. So I can't knock diamond select because at least they're putting out some stuff that interests me not to mention the again the marvel select sort of the larger characters that they put out which match up really nicely with your marvel legends collection so i can't knock them in 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 the sense of they have at least some product out there that i like you know as opposed to somebody like gentle giant who has fallen completely off the radar with regards to collectibles in my opinion uh, i haven't seen a thing from gentle giant that i had any interest in and i can't even i don't even know how long it's been it's been a long time um but neca of course always knocks it out of the park and they do it in such a in-depth way as to have you really appreciate you know the things that they're doing they have that you know they released that movie was a 1990 movie casey jones uh, they they re-released him with a new unmasked head, so you can get Elias Koteas, uh likeness on there, uh, which is really great. Of course, now I have to hunt that one down. I feel like it was an exclusive, but I don't know off the top of my head. But the point is, 
is that I think NECA goes really deep and I think they do a really good job and they have quality products. And uh, yeah, so of course, you know, we can talk about NECA products all day long, new, old, upcoming, long gone. I got no beef uh, whatsoever. Randy Falk over there is a great guy, friend of this program. And uh, yeah. So yeah. Well, again, one of the things that I always listen to this show about was for your expertise on the, all the different designers. And so right. um, there was another one that I saw that was interesting. And oh. it, it's a Hot Toys figure. And it's Iron Strange. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So there is, um, so Iron Strange, there is a, I believe it's either a deleted scene from Endgame, I think that's where this originates. But I think if you look on Sideshow.com, where they've solicited that figure, I think it explains in there. I think this was a deleted scene of Endgame where somehow Strange switches bodies with Tony or some such thing, and we see him in the armor just briefly. And I'm pretty sure this is a scene that was cut from Endgame. Right, um, that's that's what the article said. But it's a pretty. I mean, again, yeah. it's a sideshow Hot Toys. Uh, it's well, it's brilliant uh, on the part of Hot Toys because all they're doing is, I'm pretty sure both that body and that strange sculpt are both just reuses from other figures. You know, so the overhead on it is only production in the sense that they already have that body, they already have that head sculpted they already have the molds and all that sort of thing all the tooling is done they're just swapping the head basically <laughs> is there somebody in a back room somewhere at these places going okay which characters can we just swap heads and bodies on and put that out well, there i mean with a reason yeah within reasonableness yeah that's that's like a reasonable thing you know yeah but it's, it's again it's a beautiful looking figure though so i, I like it that is, one yeah uh, and then i saw one other one what about uh what about what a workshop yeah, so I love Weta because I'm a huge Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit fan. The problem with Weta is, one, their shipping prices are through the roof. Um, that's number one. And number two, their prices overall are pretty high. But that said, they do have a lot of sales. And they have a lot of great, uh, a, a great product for the properties that they have, um, which include you know, all the Peter Jackson Lord of the Rings stuff. Um, that includes, uh, I mean, it's a wide variety. It's Dark Crystal. It's, uh, I don't even know. I mean, they have yeah. a lot of licenses. There's some Ghostbusters recently, there. It was the, it yeah. was the, it, the Labyrinth tease is the one that, that I had noticed that they were yes. teasing some. And it's a, it's a kind of a, I don't, how, what would you call that style? It's like cartoony or animated style? Yeah, I, uh, they call it, I can't remember what they call it. Um, it's, it, yeah, it's like, defo it's like super deformed a little bit. Yeah, animated style. I can't remember what they call that line, but that line's been going on for quite a bit. That started with Lord of the Rings. Um, and yeah, they've they've kind of pimped it out into all of their licenses. Um, but I don't remember what the I don't remember what the line is called. Um I have no beef with Weta because some of their high end stuff is some of the best stuff that I've ever seen. Um, so I have no beef with Weta regarding that. Um, from Weta, I collect like the Hobbit holes, um, although it's really difficult to do so because I am 
dumb enough to not have made a list of the ones that I have, even though they're all together in the product archive. And I thought I had made a list, but I didn't. And so it's hard to know what I need and what I don't, but I really like those Hobbit holes. Um, also, I have Bag End, the collector's edition of Bag End, which is a really neat piece as well, and some other things. Um, yeah, but I think Weta is really great. My drawback with them is that they're pricey and their shipping prices are really, really expensive. So, so here's what some I think. Some of it comes from New Zealand, and that's why, you know. Yeah. Well, I think that we've, if we've learned one thing from this episode, it's that before you buy something that is out of your wheelhouse, or maybe even if it's something that's in your wheelhouse, you should practice WWSS. What would Sandwich say? You should think about that before you make a purchase. Right. Sandwich would say nothing. <laughs> Is Sandwich even alive? 97. 97. Okay, there you go. That's what he says. I don't think 97 is the actual number, but it's fine. I'm sorry, 92. Is it 92? I don't think that's the actual. I'm pretty sure it's in the 80s, but no. I'm not sure. No, Kevin. You sure? Oh, it's, it's yeah. so inside baseball right now. Kevin. Yeah, I know. It's he's talking about the product archive and the number of large bins that are in the product archive. That's what he's talking about. Oh, maybe one yeah. day there will we be pulled back the curtain. A tour of the product archive. Know. We need we need the tour. Uh, Instagram oh, no, live no, for no. how much do we have to charge on that for we, the Patreon? We we have lost a lot of good men in the product archive. Touring the archives, and I I will not willingly sit send anyone else into the archive yeah you know, i just picture the forklift operator like, sign the proper waivers to do it yeah i especially picture the forklift operator since, especially not since i'm sure you haven't gone into the archive yet and supported the bins that were collapsing in on themselves when i left right you didn't go and do that yet did you no no of course not Kev, it's going to be like, you know how when your mom says, be sure to take out the chicken for dinner, and then she leaves for the day, and then like yeah. five minutes before she gets home, you're quickly trying to defrost the chicken? That's, ex- That's what it's going to be you, like. You don't know how right you are, because I'm going to be like, I'm coming in, and he's going to be like, oh, I got to go up to the archive, make sure it's clean, which he didn't do last time, just say. So, well, clean the archive? Yeah. Well, I mean, in fairness, we didn't have time to argue about the archive last time, because we just need to get rid of it. So, however, um, speaking of the archive, uh, yeah. this, this is how we're going to close out today. New York Comic Con is currently on the chopping block. Yeah? Yeah. They canceled the International Auto Show at the Javits Center, and that is b- before New York Comic Con. So it's going to be uh, another fatality of the Delta variant? I believe I believe uh, that may be the case. I believe they are scheduled. If you go to the New York Comic Con website, I believe they are scheduled to make a final decision. I think within one week. I'm pretty sure it's like the 18th or 19th or so, or 16th. I'm pretty sure they're going to make their final decision about New York Comic Con 21, uh, 2021, I'm pretty sure they're going to make that announcement within a week or so, week or 10 days. Um, and yeah, so sandwich might be off the hook for a while with regards to the archive, because, you know, 
I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Come I mean, to I'm. That. I'm on the website, and they are saying that I guess their official announcement is a week from today, the 16th of August. Oh, there you go. So. There you go. Yeah, so next by next episode of Geek Stuff TNG, we should be able to tell you the fate of New York Comic Con. I'm I'm betting I'm betting dollars to donuts that it's going down. I mean down in the sense that it will be canceled. Not going down in the sense that it's gonna be happening. I think it's gonna be canceled. So that's my thought. What a shame. Yeah. When I, they I mean, do go ahead these conventions again. It's going to be absolutely packed, I feel like. Yeah, I think you're right. You probably have to prepare for that sandwich. I mean, have you seen the crowds at, like, Disney World? And even with the Delta variant, it's it's crazy. People are so... They have so much COVID fatigue. They are just out in droves. Um, so, yeah, the, the, the pent-up demand is huge. When things, yep. quote-unquote, get back to normal, it's going to be a surge gonna be something but we'll uh we'll deal with it as it happens as of right now we are scheduled to attend new york comic-con 2021 fingers crossed that that's uh, still what's going to be happening um can't say for sure but could be so we'll see well Mr. why don't scott bring this beast to a close yeah i think we're closest to on time as we've been in a while we we got through it pretty quickly today but so let's uh list the show social media you want to be sure and follow and like and subscribe the show to the show on uh, the facebook's the twitter's the instagram it is geek stuff tng if you'd like to reach out and talk to us you can call us up on the gvm line 201-730-2547 you can also uh, support the show on Patreon, patreon.com slash geekstufftng. And also, wherever you find your podcast, be sure to subscribe, like, share, and review. Those positive reviews really do help other folks to find the show. Uh, so you can always find me. I am Scott on Twitter and Scott one on Instagram. You can find our friend The Sandwich over on the Instagrams as Fat Dumbledore. And uh, Kev, why don't you uh, wrap it up? F-A-T-D-O-M-B-L-E-D-O-R-E. Fat Dumbledore. Uh, and you can find me on the Xbox One network as Big Kev GS someday. And I uh, take geek stuff everywhere else. And with what that. What did you call me? What? What did you call me, Sandwich? Liar. I'm not a liar. I am big kev gs on that platform (laughs) (laughs) and with that mr scott mr sandwich we will bring this episode of geek stuff tng episode 636 46 that's what i said 646 to a close the way we end some episodes by saying night og wherever you are and on that note we cue the music Hey.
Hey, all right, good job, guys. Uh, let's just not come in tomorrow. Let's just take a day. <laughs>